Hello and welcome to the I'm Walking Here podcast. Come and listen to some idiots talk about sports and give their takes for a while. Welcome to another episode of I'm Walking Here. I'm your resident muscle as always, Ian Cusick. Join my good friend, as always, the New Yorker, Bryce Olds. How you doing tonight, Bryce? I'm doing kind of poggers. <clears throat> You're doing kind of poggers tonight? A little bit. That's, a little that's bit pretty poggers. poggers. It's kind of weird, champ. Fucking uh, Omega Lol. That's <laughs> So, um, another football-heavy episode because, well, what else is going on? It's the only sport. There's only one sport, and it's football. Kind of true. I mean. Baseball has lost its sport status, unfortunately. Ratio, sadly. Ratio plus not a sport. Ratio plus player to sport. Um, but yeah, ratio, sadly. Um, I'll stop. Yeah, pl- please. Yeah. Um. So we're done doing a little bit of trolling. Football is still the only real sport, though. I wasn't trolling when I said that one. I meant that. Well, so some thing, some things happened though. In some football. things did happen this week, as it typically does. Well, sometimes, you know, sometimes nothing happens. You kind of just got to make up Doing, for your episode, but... Right, right. We've been there. Well, I guess we'll do, let's just start with the week one games. I mean, we talked about Thursday night last week, but... Um, Thursday night is happening right now, but I would not Thursday care. Thursday night happening right now, but that, that technically doesn't That's, even count as a football matchup. Yeah, that's like Pop Warner. Pretty much, yeah. But um, first game we wanted to talk about was uh, Steelers 23, Bills 16, Pittsburgh picking up the upset on the road. So um, I know it's I know it's early, right? And I know like overreacting right now is like dumb. It's it's dumb poo-poo brain stuff to do. However, if I am the Bills, I am a little concerned about this loss. I'm not going to lie. Because going off last year, right, that Pittsburgh offense it was just cat shit. It was terrible. And it's not like they got any better. If anything, they got no. Worse. The only thing they did was add Najee, which like could make a difference, like sometime down the road. But like, it's not an immediate like fix to all those problems they were having. I mean, that offense literally could not move the ball. So. And then they just go into your house and uh, pull off a comeback like that. Like, I would be concerned. I, I honestly, that is a concerning loss. I know, like I said, it's early, but I think it is concerning. I can't. I cannot hide my concern for the Buffalo Bills right now. I mean, it's uh. It is concerning because 
the Bills have a tougher schedule this year. Like this is Yeah, this is I they have a really like if they can't handle the Steelers offense, how are they gonna handle when the Chiefs come to town? Or when the when Browns come well, to town. The Chiefs, they're at Chiefs. This is actually kind of a uh, brutal October. You start off with the Texans, who honestly, like, who even knows where this team's going to be in a month? Texans are weird right now. It's, it's I mean, weird right they now, honestly but... didn't even look bad with Teddy at, or Tyrod. Teddy, Tyrod, sorry, at the helm. Teddy also had a good week, though, but. Um, it was against the Jaguars, who looked like dog shit. So we, it, it's a hard team to gauge right now. But, but then they go to, to Arrowhead <laughs> on Sunday Night Football. I mean, how are they, how do they expect to be able to do that if they can't handle Pittsburgh offense? You think you're gonna even touch Mahomes? No, definitely not. But then the next like... week on Monday Night Football, you're at Tennessee. Which is also Tennessee. We're, we're getting talked about. We're going to talk about Tennessee, but yeah, that we're is going to be a tough game. That's going to be a tough game. Yep. I mean, and then the week after that, you play. Well, actually, you have a bye week after that, and then you play against Miami. Who, you know, that's uh, that's a tough, tough. Team. I mean, that's Miami's always annoying to play for AFC East teams. I feel like. Like for everyone else, Miami's not a problem. For AFC East teams, they kind of like have to sweat a little bit. I mean, yeah, that that does sound right. I it, it it's just really Miami's always been a really weird team. Like they, I'm pretty sure they like had the most wins against us during the Brady era, just because going at to Miami. Is always such a shit show for a lot of teams. I don't know what it is, man. I don't know. They just they. It it doesn't help now that they have Brian Flores, who's actually like a really good head coach. He's like the first Belichick disciple in a while who is really doing his own ways. Yeah, he was useful. He like he was a good coach with New England, but he's actually gotten better with Miami. I mean, how many Belichick disciples? actually even panned out uh there's been a couple um has there been there's it, it, there's a lot of bad ones but there is some, like most there of them some are bad ones. so like technically nick saban was a belgic disciple but granted he's only good in college he was pretty bad well, in the NFL. he i mean he won didn't he win a natty before Working with Belichick. Did he? I don't. I don't know. Yeah, Nick Saban. Know. Nick Saban didn't pan out in the NFL, but he is the greatest college coach of all time. Yeah. So, you know, maybe actually it hasn't been. It, yeah, no, it has not been as good as I thought. Flores no, it's pretty bad, man. Flores is definitely like you know, one. So Flores, Flores is actually the best coach on this list. I'm looking at right now. You know who the second best is? By win percentage? No, not not by win percentage, but just like just vibes. It's more than vibes, but yes, there's there's two coaches. It, who, it surely uh, cannot be Matt Patricia. Matt Patricia is the single worst coach on this list. Okay. 
That like yeah, I was gonna say that like has to be the floor. Like it Matt cannot Patricia get any worse. It's the second you know, best coach. You know who like probably second best. Best. This is the best one on win percentage. But I'm just judging based off like where the coaches are and like how good of a coach they actually are. I don't know who it would be. It, it, this is gonna surprise you. Go for it. Bill O'Brien. Bill O'Brien, he did coach for a really long time. He okay, the thing about Bill O'Brien was he kind of had the Marvin Lewis effect. Like he would be like he would get his team into position to like do well. So like he'd always have good regular seasons. But when it came time in the playoffs, yeah, he faltered against good talent. Like the Texans like the Texans Chiefs game from a couple years ago. Just absurd. Yeah, it it uh the, the, I the bell I didn't realize it was this bad. I mean like there were some coaches that had some decent stints, like Eric Mangini had a couple good seasons with the Jets and a couple really bad ones. <laughs> Mangini, um, yeah. Mangini was a mixed bag. Romeo Cornell, he's been like a really good defensive coordinator, but as a head coach, yeah. he's been rough. He, okay. To be fair to Romeo Cornell, he has not been handed many good head coaching situations in his career. Like, most of the time, he ends up being an interim head coach for a really yeah, bad he, team. He was actually pretty decent with Houston last year. All things considered, with that Houston team. Yeah. I mean, they yeah, liked him. The players liked yeah. him. Yeah. He got handed a terrible Chiefs team and a terrible Browns team. So, I mean, he, he really hasn't had a proper opportunity with a team. No. But... I think if he was actually hired as a head coach, he probably would do pretty well, I feel like. I feel like he could, have, he could probably have, like, a Tony La Russa effect on a team. Yeah, I mean, like, maybe. We, we, we clowned the White know. Sox for hiring him. But I mean, they're absolutely dominating the AL Central right now. Which you know, they, AL Central's they bad be. though. That that division is the worst in baseball. But at least they're doing what they're supposed to. Like you can't say that's the same about some of these other teams that are supposed to be really good this season. I guess that's true. Cornell is old as fuck, though. Yeah, he's seventy three, I believe. Yes, seventy three years old. Man. He's seventy three or seventy four because he took over yeah. last year. Let that man retire. I don't. That's Kids the thing about some of these guys. Break. Some of these guys, all they have is football. Like, it, it, if you you know take away the football, what do they have in life at the point at that point? Um, but to where were we talking about the Bills? Yeah, we were talking about the Bills. Um. Uh, yeah, I mean, I'm nervous. I'm sweating a little bit. It's it's week one, so I'd be a little concerned, but honestly, just yeah. I mean, as long as they figure it out, not really that big of a deal. Just but... just show them it was a fluke and come out and win. Yeah, I think if there's any sport, and obviously the phrase was created for football, so obviously it fits. But if I think there's any sport phrase that holds true it's any given sunday so absolutely because really any given sunday shit can happen 
All right, what's the next game we're talking about? Titans Cardinals, I think. Uh, yeah, so uh, the Titans did not show up like we expected. Uh, Kyler Murray certainly showed up, and Chandler Jones certainly certainly showed up for Arizona. But um, good Lord, this was an absolute ass-blasting by Arizona. Um, I You know what I think deep down? I think this says more about the Cardinals and the Titans. Um, I think the Cardinals are going to be a threat this year. I think they've been knocking on the door for a few years. I think ever since they got Kyler, uh, they've really been making steps to, to become that threat. But I think now this is that year for them. I think they might become just a, a dominant force. So I'll tell you what, man. It's definitely due because Kyler is definitely in that top five conversation, I think. Um, and ever honestly, ever since he has decided to go into the NFL, I can't name a really bad performance he's had. Like, he has just been very good since coming into the NFL. Um, and I'm really happy about that. You know, it's weird seeing... Um, it's weird seeing players we, like, debated about and talked about in college, and now they're, like, you know, really getting into their pro careers. Like, it's... It's kind of crazy. It really is crazy how the Cardinals have kind of been both really underrated and overrated. Like, there always seem to be, like, the slept-on team, but at the same time, everyone says, like, oh, this team should be a shoo-in to, to get a wild-card spot. They haven't quite Do you think they have the so. Chargers effect? I think it... It's kind of like the Chargers effect light. Because so they got like to earn it a little more. They kind of got to earn it a little more. Because like, at least the Chargers have made the playoffs in the last few years. Uh, the Cardinals, not so much. I'll tell you what, Chargers might be underrated to make it this year. Truth be told. Honestly, I wouldn't doubt it. I mean, Herbert looked really good. Herbert has looked very good. Uh, honestly, since his rookie year. Like he's, I, I don't really remember them, remember uh, um, Herbert ever like performing really bad in his rookie season. Like I think he's just always been solid. I, mean, I think he had a couple of stinkers last year, but they were like few and far between. Um, it wasn't anything like too severe. I, I mean, he did win rookie of the year, so obviously. Obviously, he did a pretty good job at playing football, but <laughs> yes, he did. That that is how that works. I I I don't. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I think the Chargers as a whole look like they could definitely, they should get a wild card spot this year. That's just how I. That's just what I think. I don't disagree. All right, what do we got next? Uh, Packers Saints. Good lord, Saints we, three, Packers three. Um, yeah, we gotta discuss something right now. Um, 
that the fuck was that? Yeah, this was bad. Like, I know I was talking about the Bills and the Yankees should be concerned. This is like, there might be a red flag half mass for the Packers right now. Like, that is embarrassing. Like, Jameis Winston had a field day. Jameis Winston, I've never seen Jameis Winston play that good in his life. Uh, and maybe that's going to be a theme for him now. And, I mean, he played so good, you had people... You had people week one talking about how Sean Payton made Drew Brees, of course, because that's how Twitter is. Um, Loki, don't disagree. Um, but yeah, it was bad, and the press conference after did not do any favors. Um, I don't know, man. That that I don't know if it's writing on the wall per se for the Packers. But, I mean, obviously, if this is going to be a consistent theme this year for them, yeah, they can kiss anything goodbye. This team's going to be in the gutter for years. You're, you're losing Rodgers. You're losing Tay. Um, frankly, I mean, anything, anything to be honest, short of a ring is a disappointment right now. Yeah, I mean, to be honest, winning anything but a championship could lose you Rodgers or Tay, and you're losing to the Saints by 35, like, yeah, it, it's not looking good. A, a breezeless Saints, by the way. Like, you got, I mean, you got lit up by Jameis Winston. And it's not even like, you can make the jokes about Jameis all you want, but, like, that was probably the best game of his career right there. No, yeah, he's never played better than that. He may never play better than that again. But the point still stands. In, in that case, if he never plays again, that really... Honestly, I'd be more concerned. I'd be a lot less concerned if he just winds up having like a surprise MVP season. Winston? If Winston does that, I'd be a lot less concerned about this week. Because that just simply means Winston finally figured it out. I mean, I don't know about all that, but like... I, you, I should, you should be concerned regardless. But if Winston goes on to have like an MVP level season and he just becomes an absolute freak at quarterback... Okay, but that... I mean... Even with that, it's week one, and even, again, even with that, you're still, like, it's ring or nothing. You can't be losing the teams by 35 if you're in ring or nothing mode. Whether they have the MVP on their team or not, like, that's just not going to do anything for you. All right, what other games do we have to talk about? I think for football from last week, I think that's all I really feel the need to talk about. That's fair. I mean, I would like to mention that Mac Jones did look pretty solid in his NFL debut. Um, obviously a lot to iron out, but all things considered, against a strong defense like Miami, 29-39 for 280 and a touchdown, I'll take that. With a I mean, like got a lot of wrinkles to iron out. Obviously, a one-point loss for New England was tough, but like honestly, if, if Damian Harris doesn't fumble at the end there, there's a good chance that we win. Yeah, this you game. probably win the game. I mean, it's not an unrealistic expectation. Yeah, so I'm obviously losing Week One sucks, but 
this season, I'm caring more about seeing how Mac Jones progresses than seeing if this team wins games. Obviously, if you know if we win 11, 12 games, that's great. But at the end of the day, I want to see how Mac Jones performs. I want to see how he develops as a passer. And preseason in week one, I'm fairly optimistic. That's just that's just my insight on this whole situation. But I don't know. I guess, I guess we'll see. Yeah, we got a long way to go. Indeed. And I think that's an important thing for people to think about, too, when you're considering, you know, week one games. It's like, you got a lot of ways. You know, you got a lot of games, even more so this year than any other year. So, just take it easy, man. All right. Let's look ahead at week two. And the slate of absolute dog water we got given. I mean, truth be told, there's only one game I like really want to talk about. That's Sunday night. Ravens. Chiefs. Uh, Both these teams are coming off very interesting games. Kansas City almost blows it against Cleveland. But they obviously pulled together at the end. I think that game said a lot more about Cleveland than KC. I mean, I think it says a good amount about both teams. I think it shows that Kansas City is human, but if they give you an opportunity, you got to take it. Well, I mean, truth be told, we saw that. We got that reminder on I, I know the biggest did, scale. But... I mean, hey, I, I think, truth be told, for the next decade, I think we know who the AFC is uh, running through. Like, I don't think it's going to be a big surprise. Um, but I think the Browns, I think the Browns really could solidify themselves as one of those teams that threaten the Chiefs' reign. I mean, every, every dynasty in the NFL has had its, you know, it's not a dynasty without a rival. You, you need somebody. Like even in the past, they had Peyton Manning. Sometimes you even got him, you know? Yeah, every now and then. It's not I'm like pretty Tom... sure we beat Manning more than Manning beat us, but... Yeah, but Manning still beat John and got rings, you know what I mean? Like, so he made it interesting. He did. So every, every dynasty needs that. Our side. Well, never, yeah, I mean, it's only rivalry if there's if it's split and you never beat Eli, so it's not rivalry, but... I mean, the superior Manning never lost to the Patriots, but we got to take it there. Um, I feel like you enjoy talking based, about that, though. Based. That's a base take, for real. A little bit. That's definitely based. <laughs> saying saying Eli was better than Peyton is definitely based, for real. That's a uh, Sigma male take right there. <laughs> yeah, I'm not on the chart. <laughs> I'm undefinable. Right. I'm I'm not defined by those uh Yeah. I don't know how to make Sigma male jokes. Well, enough about the Chiefs. Uh Ravens coming off a absolute clusterfuck of a loss against Oakland. That, yeah, it was a weird game, man. I mean Yeah. 
I'm, I'm going to be honest, aside from that and, like, the fact that I probably killed, like, three beers in the span of that fourth quarter in overtime, like, that was just a weird game for me to watch in general. I, I don't know how Oakland pulled that off. It was, that overtime was, like, that game was drunker than I was. It's it's it was a weird game. Like I don't think I've ever seen a game go like that. I can't think of anything like that. I think the I think a weirder game was Bengals Vikings. That was well, a weird game. That's Bengals Vikings. That was set up to be a shit show in the first place. And all things considered, I don't think it was any weird. I don't think it was weirder than Ra- Ravens Raiders. I mean, let's let's just talk about the overtime for the. Ravens Raiders. The Raiders go down the field. They get down to the one yard line. Well, actually, no. They think they score, but no. It turns out he went out of bounds to the one yard line. Then their offensive lineman has a false start. Derek Carr throws a pick that goes through one of his players' hands, bounces off a defender, and then lands in the arms of another defender. Then the Ravens start storming downfield. Lamar scrambles, fumbles the ball. And then the Raiders recover. And then the Raiders go back downfield. And Carr throws a back foot touchdown to like Zay Jones or something like that. It was cursed. That might have been a cursed game. That game was cursed. No other way to put it. But uh, yeah, so... Going back to this game. Chiefs at Ravens. Kansas City favored by three and a half on the road. Yeah. Um, yep. Yeah, Kansas City's going to win this game. But I seriously hope that Baltimore makes it interesting. Like they made it interesting against Oakland. I don't know if you could say they made it interesting against Oakland. They're probably supposed to win those. Well, they made it interesting by playing down to their competition. We do see that a lot. For some reason, a lot of teams play down to their competition. It's like a- I think I think the most egregious offenders of this are usually the Steelers. I feel like, I mean, we saw what happened last season. They started off like eleven and zero, and then lost four out of their last five. And their playoff cam. Most yeah, and then, and I feel like in every one of those losses, they were either favored or it would they were underdogs by like a little margin, but then they just played down to them so badly that like. You know, what I actually think is the biggest proponent of playing to their opponent. I think the Browns. I think the Browns, at least the last season's Browns, were always like just playing to the level of their opponent. Yeah, the Browns are kind of in a weird situation because um, that team was like what third place the year prior, second or third place. I think they were second last year. Well, last year they were second place, but the year before that, I think they were third place, so they kind of had a weird schedule. They beat the teams they were supposed to, but they also looked very sloppy. Yeah, because they were playing down to the level of their opponent. They were playing down to their competition. But they still managed to at least pull out the win in a lot of cases. So it's kind of... Yes, you're playing down to the competition, but at least you're winning some of the games you're supposed to. Pittsburgh, meanwhile, like 
that last that back stretch of the season. I mean, they didn't deserve to win any of those games, and they really, I mean, they didn't win most of them. But exactly, um, I mean, we saw that coming, and we said that many times. Like it, the writing was just on the wall, really. The Steelers. At least not last year's team. The last year's team was just bad. They were always bad. They just yeah. won 11 games in a row because their schedule was shit. So yeah, that's literally like the only remotely good game this, this week. I mean, Raiders-Steelers... Might not this be ain't nineteen seventy eight. It's not nineteen seventy eight, but I don't know. They might keep it interesting. Franco Harris ain't walking through them doors. Bills Dolphins could be all right. Nah, that, it's gonna be gritty. I don't I'm mind like, gritty games. Yeah, but it's not fun. It's not fun, but I think they can keep. I think it can be interesting. Eh, maybe. Um. Yeah, aside from that, there's really not much else going on. How are you feeling about your Washington or your uh, New York Football Giants? My huh? My who? Your your New York Football Giants? They uh, reek of pissy and shit. Per wow. usual, <laughs> ain't nothing new. Saquon Barkley having exactly no rushing production. I'm going to turn into the Joker. He had a 41-yard uh, rush this say game, this. but then he's four yards for five carries on his other carries this game. So I will say this. If you believed in Saquon Barkley this year, you deserve this, unfortunately. Because, yeah, that's just, that offense was clearly not going to help him, dude. John Mara like, and his consequences have been a disaster for humanity. Dave Gettleman, you will suffer. Dave Gettleman, I have some fan mail. <laughs> oh my god. New York's got a lot of enemies on the uh, in the coaching side right now. Is there any coaches that New York actually likes? Um, They don't. I don't think they hate the Jets coach yet. Well, Salah's been there for one game, so I certainly hope they don't hate him yet. Salah, yeah, but like, hey, it takes a lot less than that, honestly. Sometimes it doesn't even take one game. Let's see. Uh, I don't think people hate Judge. I haven't heard anything good about him. I hear, I hear that he tries to be a Belichick wannabe, and people just don't like that. Honestly, I hear different. I hear like, I hear, I don't don't think the players hate him. I don't know, maybe. Uh, People do not like Aaron Boone. Rojas, I think, is iffy. Um, Hashtag extend Aaron Boone. Aaron Boone, you will have to answer for your consequences to God. 
I mean, I guess uh, Thibodeau kind of gets mixed reactions. No, I think people are positive on Thibodeau right now because the Knicks had a good season. It has been a while. I, I feel I feel like that's kind of fragile, though. Oh, it I, is. I know the Knicks are like on the up and up, but I feel like you know if he slips up once, they're just gonna go right for his head. Once? No, he gets more than one. His leash, his leash isn't that short. Especially know, now. New York sport fans tend to keep pretty short leashes. They do. They do. I mean, shit, Aaron Boone hasn't hasn't had a season yet where he won less than 100 games in a standard season. And, like, I, I get that he's not a good manager, but... All right. If listen, I know, like, on paper, right, that, you know, that's obviously true, and obviously there'd be teams that kill to have, you know, consecutive 100-win seasons. Just I understand anybody. that. I get that. But you're probably you're coaching the one franchise where that's not enough. <laughs> like I'm sorry, but a hundred win seasons with no results, that's not gonna do anything for you with the Yankees. I mean, you're not wrong. I just think it's I, I just think it's kind of funny that like I don't know. What do you want to talk about college football? Not really, but we're kind of strapped for time, so I feel like we should do it anyways. Well, we had a couple interesting losses. A couple of losses. Um, the first one that actually matters for the most part is Oregon upsetting Ohio State 35-28. Um, damn, you know, that that's really sad and all, but, you know, get fucked. <laughs> That's crazy. I don't know. It's like... Am I, am I supposed to feel bad for Ohio State because they didn't beat Oregon? Because I really don't. <laughs> we do not care. Not one bit. You know, I, I'm sorry that happened to you, but, you know. Anyways, go stream at ProPod Show. <laughs> oh. Unfortunately, uh, Ohio State. So, we, we, I think that is the most significant loss. Um, I would say it is. I mean, just looking, that's the number. Th- that was the number three seed right there, getting upset by the number twelve seed. Like, you know, some teams, some other, you know, top ranked teams lost. Iowa State did get upset by Iowa, but that's not nearly as big as Ohio State losing to Oregon. Arkansas beat Texas, which is absolutely hilarious. I mean, they didn't just beat Texas. They beat the shit out of Texas. Like, they they spanked the living hell out of Texas. And I'm all for it. I mean, Texas... listen, Texas talked a lot of shit. And, like, you know, I know they're trying to join the SEC. 
Um, and they're obviously talking a big game, but you lost to Arkansas. You got blown out by Arkansas, who probably won't finish in the top half of the SEC. Like, if you can't handle Arkansas, you probably just shouldn't join the SEC. <laughs> like, because you're not going to hang with Georgia, clearly. You're not going to hang with Alabama. Not granted, nobody can hang with Alabama. But Only still. Alabama would be able to hang with Alabama. Like, the only team that could be Alabama maybe is Alabama's practice squad. <laughs> but honestly, though, like, yeah, how many teams could Alabama's yeah. practice squad beat? Probably a lot. Although, granted, it's kind of weird because I don't think college teams have like formal practice squads. But no, they don't. It really makes you think. If you take Alabama's practice squad, or like, you know, we'll say they're second stringers. How effectively would they do against, like, other top-ranked SEC teams? Probably not bad. I mean, I'd say that at least, you know, win a decent number of games in the SEC. They would probably be over half of the uh, SEC. I think they could. I mean, granted, the SEC, it's like... like all right, so their second stringers probably aren't beating Georgia. Probably aren't beating, you know, a few other teams. But realistically, you probably are ending up in the top half of the SEC with Alabama's number two. Yeah. That's, you know, that's pretty solid. But, um, so Ohio State, I do want to discuss this. So now Ohio State is kind of in a bad spot because even with Clemson's loss, uh, they still do have a pretty big amount to worry about, I think. Because the thing is, Georgia's elite this year, and one loss, Georgia, let's say Georgia goes to the SEC championship and loses to Bama, and that's their only loss, they probably get in over Ohio State. Um, so I don't know Ohio State. I probably am sweating a bit. Because like when you lose in college football at the level Ohio State plays at, every game is a big deal. Um, you know, whether it really feels like it or not, that loss really could determine um, how their season goes, and that's only September. Uh, yeah. So, <clears throat> like, if even if you go out the rest of the way, playoffs are not a shoe in now, like they should be no. in your Ohio State. I mean, because I get 
realistically, one loss Georgia, if that loss is to Alabama. I mean, really, realistically, even if they do have one loss, right? Even if it's not Bama and they beat Bama, they're going. I mean, obviously, they're going to the fucking you know playoffs because they beat Bama. Um, and uh, trust me, the the college football committee has no problem putting in um, Bama or Georgia who lost the SEC championship over Ohio State. Who yes won the Big Ten, but also lost to Oregon. Who I don't know, man. Might be worse than definitely is worse than Georgia or Bama. Yeah, honestly, like let's say let's play devil's advocate here and say that Oregon goes undefeated this season. Are you really going to put in a one loss Ohio State team over an undefeated Oregon team that went? Well, the okay, obviously not because they beat Ohio State. So that's not even right. a question. Um. But now we're getting into, like, you know, I mean, even Notre Dame now. The thing is with Notre Dame, though, they're just they're cowards. They're straight up bad. Like, Notre Dame is just straight up bad. Like, they're out here barely scraping by Toledo. Um, They are not doing shit this year. I think the committee is finally going to realize that Notre Dame has no business being in the college football playoff. Um, I think this is the year we finally get a grip. But will this be the year they finally stop being cowards? Notre Dame? No. Yes. They're really not even cowards. This is just stupidity now. Like they they have to understand by now it's just dumb as fuck to not be in a conference. Like by now I think they get that. I don't know, like what 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 benefit is there to not playing in a conference? There's none. So then why do they do it? Because I don't know why. I don't if, if they, you know, become a legitimate contender at a conference, no one's gonna question them. That's a big thing right now, is that people question Notre Dame. Because they play like maybe two serious opponents a year. I mean, if that really like this year they play Wisconsin, Cincinnati, and North Carolina as their only ranked opponents. Oh, and they play Virginia Tech. So they have four ranked opponents, and only one of them is top ten, and that's Cincinnati. And I mean, that's all subject to change as well. Um... I'll tell you what, though. I don't think con- context matters more in college football than any other sport, I feel like. Because honestly, because like Ohio State is also really not playing a lot of ranked teams this season, um, admittedly. Like they're going to have Penn State, and they kind of have to pray Penn State is good. When they come, when they play them, because if they're not, then they have no impressive wins, and it's it's just not going to look good. (laughs) 
All right. Do we have anything to talk about, or can we wrap this up? Um. Well, how about them? Uh, how about them, Blue Jays? How about them? They exist, and they're going to the playoffs probably. And they're winning the World Series, unfortunately. Ratio, sadly. Yeah, baseball's a weird sport. Baseball is just wacky and quirky, dude. That Blue Jays Red Sox wildcard game is going to be uh, hitting that different. Blue Jays, the Blue Jays Mariners wildcard. I'm pretty sure the Mariners are not. Yeah, that I mean, this this past series did not help the Mariners' chances at making the postseason. No, they're probably not. The probably odds right late. now is that a it, it's Red Sox Blue Jays in Boston. Yeah, Blue Jays are winning by probably twenty five. I I don't know about that. All right, ten. They'll win by ten. I I'm thinking maybe by like three. Um. Sail on the bump. Sail on the bump for the wild card game. Yeah. Okay. That ain't doing nothing. I I think it is doing something. Yeah, giving up ten fucking shots over the monster, baby. I, I I don't think so. Like you think Vlad Guerrero Jr. is gonna tremble at this fucking white man? Yeah, okay. Uh, I think this. Um, I guess we'll see if he can touch the slider. It does break down on him, but uh, if he can't touch the slider, then I mean, it's gonna be different more than touching the slider. Let's take baby steps then. If he touches the slider, then you know maybe he'll hit it, and then if he hits it, you know maybe it'll go over yeah, the monster. It's, oh, probably it's probably go monster. But it's probably gonna land in my backyard. I don't know about that. Yeah, I don't think Vlad's scared, bro. I think if anything, you should be shitting yourself. I think you should honestly be rooting for the Yankees. You have a much better chance of beating the Yankees and the Blue Jays right now. You see, here's the thing, though. I don't care because I know we're not winning the World Series this year. The fact that we're making playoffs, well, we might be making playoffs, is already enough for me right now because this was supposed to be a rebuild year. So even if we get absolutely shelled by the Blue Jays in the wildcard game at home, as demoralizing as that is, I'll be incredibly optimistic if we make the playoffs. And also, it would be hilarious to dance on your graves if you guys totally miss the playoffs. Dance on our graves. I think it'd be just hilarious. You could dance on our graves all you want, but the fact you're happy about making playoffs in a rebuild year is exactly what we were saying a few years ago. Okay. So, all you're doing is really digging your own. I'm I'm just saying the Red Sox are on the right track after I, after a year of a last place finish. Yeah, I thought that too. I thought that too once upon a time. I don't know. Hope's pain, man. Hope is pain. Trust me, brother man, you are preaching to the choir. <laughs> uh 
right. Just to, you know, the truth is, if you just assume you're going 162 and 0, or 0 and 162, then you're good. I mean, that's that's not the worst advice. Because even if you go 1 and 161, well, you expected worse. That's true. This that is, is true. This is philosophy. That's, you know, this motherfucker's spitting. I was spitting for real, but we can end this now. Yeah. So thank you for listening to whatever episode this was of I'm Walking Here. I've lost count. Yeah, and it's just been so many, you know. So it's yeah, 160 thanks. something. It's somewhere in the 160s. Probably like 163, 164, but. Maybe. I think it's 163 if I had to guess. I think it's I think it's 164. But whatever. It doesn't really matter. Um, you can follow the podcast on Twitter at IWH Podcast. You can follow myself on Twitter at Ian Cusick. That is spelled C-U-S-I-C-K. You can follow Bryce on Twitter. It's BRIZ, I-T-S-B-R-I-Z-Z. Thank you for listening, and have a great day.